It seemed like a good idea months ago. Swing north of Manila to get tattooed by Apple Vang Od, and then blaze through Kuching to get tattooed by Boy Scrang. Why? To feel something? Is it something to remember a place by? Are you trying to experience a piece of someone else's culture? Whatever the reason, you're here. You're lying face down on a bamboo mat. There's a set of knees pinning your left arm down, and there's another set pinning down your right. This won't be such a big deal. In the past, the rhythmic tapping of the needle felt like scratching over a bug bite, a twinge of pain that almost felt soothing. It's hot back here. The sweat is starting to collect at your chin when you hear the first sounds of wood smacking wood. It starts off lightly, but soon the thwack, thwack of the wood sounds like a house being put together. It hurts. Actually, it really, really hurts. You had these grand illusions of being a tough guy adventurer, but now you're just a kitten in Cat City. You want to scream out, but you keep your teeth clenched tight. The scream bounces around the inside of your skull, zooming between neurons like a roller coaster. You think of Bourdain and watching him traverse the Sarawak River to the longhouse to exercise his demons, to go under the needle at the same hand of the man hammering into you now. You focus on those memories. Just when the needle hits above your spine and sends white lightning through your vision and your synapses feel like they're about to smolder, a song comes over the radio. <laughs> this can't be. Could this be any more poetic? Could this be any more ridiculous? Could this be you hearing my thoughts at this very moment? Is this the universe throwing back its head in laughter? It's a song about being a passenger on the ride of life. He was your favorite. It was a song featured on your show. It goes like this. We'll ride through the city tonight 
through your head for the remaining 60 minutes of the session. He sees the silent hollow sky. He sees the stars come out tonight. He sees the city's ripped backsides. He sees the winding ocean drive. And everything was made for you and me. All of it was made for you and me. Cheers, Tony. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 71. I'm here in Kuching in Malaysian Borneo. So probably if you listened to the last episode, you know, or you already knew, that the Borneo landmass has all of Brunei, part of Malaysia, 
and part of Indonesia. The culture here is different from the peninsular uh, Malaysia. Even the, the dialect of Bahasa that's used here is different. And I like it here, man. First of all, it's hot. Like, it is hot. It is open the oven door and just feel it bake your face kind of hot. Even like local folks I'm hanging out with are saying, man, like it is really extra hot right now. It, apparently this is the hottest season. This is the hottest month. Didn't know that before I came here. I'm dealing with it. But boy, it's uh, every day is burning out there, man. All right. You might have heard me call it Cat City. So there are cat statues everywhere. There's a cat museum. This is how I understand it. Kuching sounds similar or exactly like the Malaysian word for cat. But the city was not named for cats. There's a lot of Chinese influence here. There were several waves of Chinese immigration into Borneo and into Kuching specifically. And Ku and Ching were two separate words meaning oil well because there was oil here. This was all, it was swampy. It was like swampland. And as you know, with swamps, there's decomposition of vegetation. And when that decomposes for a very long time, it becomes oil, fossil fuels, right? So the name really is an allusion to oil wells, but now is, uh, you know, kind of adopted the much more tourist friendly cat city because you can sell stuffed cats, but you can't really sell stuffed oil wells. Yeah. So the, the aesthetic here is really like making my imagination run wild. I love how the city, how it looks. I love cities with back alleyways, with shops stacked upwards upon shops. Like you can just get lost discovering things. And also you can find a quiet place to go haul up and just sit there and write or sit there and drink a couple beers, or go somewhere and have a coffee and read, and not be bothered by anyone except for the person coming to you saying, would you like another, sir? It's a, it's one of those cities, man. It is untouched by some of the plagues of tourism. There's none of that like type of culture. There's no like loud party music and club music anywhere. Um, as of now, really, there's no large resorty types of places here in Kuching. There is a lot of tourism. As I've seen, most of it's Korean and Chinese tourism. There are some Westerners. Today, uh, at the tattoo shop, I ran into a woman from Chicago. But I've met far fewer Americans and Europeans than I have uh, Chinese and Korean tourists. I'm not sure if it's going to change. You know, I read online, someone said, well, one day it's going to look similar to, to how Chiang Mai looks now, where it was kind of quiet and sleepy and now it's sort of built up and catering to backpackers and partiers and things like that. I don't know. I asked a couple of people and they said they don't think so, that currently the city doesn't offer those things. And apparently um, there was a push to get more... Chinese tourism and the airlines created like flight packages and things like that and much more frequent flights, but it wasn't really paying off. And so they've now downsized the amount of flights that are coming from China, which, you know, 
maybe is good and maybe is bad. Maybe the, the culture stays intact, but maybe there's less dollars being pumped into the economy. I don't really know. Uh, but I know I like the look of this city. Even the room I have is a simple room, uh, you know, bed cover, not the cleanest. There's like a constant drip, drip, drip in the bathroom coming from the, the leaky sink. There's smoke coming through the ventilation from the guy smoking cigarettes in the room next to me. And honestly, man, I kind of like it. Like it, it feels sort of like I'm traveling 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, there's a romantic feel to it. It feels very cool. Maybe that sounds cheesy to you. I don't know. And I uh, don't care. I love it. Could do without the heat, but cool, cool city. There's a couple of um, places, I guess, or, or things I want to plug. There's so much good food here. Um, the lox is unbelievable. There are uh, these really good like roast pork places. Uh, again, a lot of Chinese influence. There are places that kind of have like a nasi champur type of a thing where all the food is cooked already and you go and you just say, I want that, 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 pile, pile it all on a plate for me, baby. I'm going to go crush this. Um, there are a couple places that cater to like some local cuisines and also some Western appetites. One of those places is Inda Cafe. Uh, Lucian, who works there, is an awesome guy. Tried to get him on here. Um, people have been super helpful and cool with information, but a little bit timid to come on the podcast here in Kuching. But Lucian is the best. Stop by Inda. He does uh, tours and things like that. I'll get back to him in a second. The other place that I love, man, is Winnie's Cafe. So this is on the main street, which is uh, called Main Bazaar. It's right on the Sarawak River. And uh, just says Winnie's Cafe out front. Winnie is covered in tattoos. She's got them on her face. She's so sweet. Um, she's got some meals that are, are, are healthier than other places I found. Like she's got broccoli, man. It's been hard to find broccoli. Uh, so when my stomach wasn't feeling so good and I just wanted some like clean, good stuff, I went there. And I've been going back ever since. For some reason, this happens in places that I go where I just sort of like get adopted by a place, not even the people, the place, and it becomes my place. And very selfishly, I go at the same time every day because she has a rush in the morning and for lunch. I think she even does like meals to go for people doing trips. And I like to go about five. She closes up about six-ish, 6.30. There's no one there at five. She's working, um, her kid's there. There's a gentleman who I think is her husband who's there. And I can sit there, I get a hot green tea, I get a meal, and I just look out on the street. The first time I went, I said, can I get a little heat to this? Do you have some, something spicy, some sambal? So they brought me some, some cut up chilies and soy sauce. Every subsequent time I've gone back, they have that ready for me immediately. I told Winnie, like, you, you nursed me back to health. I had traveler stomach for so long. She said, it's, I don't use MSG. Like, that's the thing. And I don't hate on MSG, actually. Um, it actually makes things quite tasty. But, yeah, if you eat a lot of snacks with MSG, if you eat a lot of meals with MSG, it, you feel it, man. Like, it's a, you get that MSG haze. So maybe that's it, or maybe I just, I love the food. 
I love the ambiance there too, man. So oh, I was reading online, um, and this is why like reviews are so ridiculous. You know, there's a lot of bloggers and travel writers and things like that that will say like the 20 best places to eat in so-and-so. Man, scrap that. Don't read those. Like really don't read those. First of all, it, taste is highly, highly subjective. <laughs> <clears throat> but also like just go get lost, man. Go, go, go discover the places that, that you like and you really love. And man, <laughs> this is my spot. So while I was there, um, I took some stream of conscious kind of notes. Oh, and let me address the point I was going to make. I had read a review that said something to the effect of like, this place looks weird. Like, I didn't like it. This place looks weird. I don't know, man. I don't want to hate on anybody, but it must be tough to like, just be like, just be boring. I know that sounds maybe pretentious, but these are the stream of conscious type of notes I, I, I wrote down. Just looking around the walls and eating. Old weathered soft drink ads. Old cigarette butts in my ashtray. A majestic painting of stampeding horses. Old traditional artwork. White chairs that have long ago yellowed. Smurf decals on the walls. Buddhist shrine in the back. Like, it's so funky and weird and cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because it's different, but it's awesome. Uh, come eat at Winnie's, man. <laughs> it's really good there. Um, uh, bars. Junk is cool. Monkey bar is pretty cool. M-O-N-K-E-E -E bar. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool place, man. Again, don't just take my recommendations. Go discover things for yourself. Um, and get lost. Like, it's a great place. All right, so I knew before coming to Southeast Asia that I really wanted to go see Apovang Odd, which I've done. Maybe you've listened to that episode already. Um, but I also really knew that I wanted to get a, a hand tap tattoo. And again, like big Bourdain fanboy, unapologetically, I really wanted to go sort of in tribute to him and just for my own adventure, to go get a hand tap tattoo by Boy Scrang, who had done Bourdain's tattoo. Go, like, drop everything right now and go watch that episode. It's a couple seasons back of Parts Unknown. It's the Borneo episode. It's freaking fantastic, man. Um, but I wanted the very man that tattooed him to tattoo me. And so I went. And I, I brought my recording stuff with me thinking like maybe I could or could record with him. You know, it's a, it's a business, it's a tattoo shop and they could squeeze me in and then there were people waiting after me. So I got about 20 minutes of conversation in. Uh, I got that done with uh, boys, you know, former apprentice, now partner named Maximilian, Maximilian Aji. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not. Uh, really cool guy. So is boy. And so we talked for about 20-ish minutes about tattoo culture in Malaysia and men, they were just, they were really cool. And I, I am, I'm constantly sort of floored by people who I think behave and act better than maybe I would. Like, 
okay, so this is a guy who is really like the name in these Borneo tattoos, right? Like for, for Ebon culture. And he's been on Parts Unknown. Like that's a, that's a huge platform, right? Sunday night on CNN globally. And he has that claim to fame and he's well known. And a lot of people come through the shop. He goes abroad to do tattoos. Like he could be very pretentious, right? And I'm a white New Yorker coming in and, you know, some people might scream cultural appropriation. Like you're getting a tattoo of a culture you don't belong to. So I even asked them about that. And both of them, I, I got, I got Max on here talking about it and then boy, and the genuine appreciation for other people coming and learning about their culture. It was like, no, like we, we like people from other cultures coming and getting our tattoo and sharing in our t- culture. We're, we're trying to further this culture, which is starting to fade. And I thought that was so cool, man. And just like so unpretentious, so, so nice, so interested in me. Like what, asking me about my life and what I do and making jokes about how young I look and asking about other tattoos I have, where I'm going, where I've been, what I've been doing. It's like, man, you're interested in me. Like I, I, I think what you're doing here is so cool. So yeah, I just, I'm constantly meeting people who are just like sort of restoring my, you know, my faith in, in, in humanity, maybe. Maybe that sounds sort of like a, a grand exaggeration. But yeah, really cool guys and a really, really cool experience. It hurts. Like seriously, um, if you, I mean, if you, you listen to the beginning, it hurts. I, I've read online some people saying, oh no, it didn't hurt nearly as bad as I thought or no, yeah, it, it hurts, man. <laughs> it hurts. But you try to put it out of your head and you, you get through the experience and it was a really, really cool one. That story in the beginning was true. It would be a great poetic piece of fiction, but I'm laying there and he's got a soundtrack going. There's some Johnny Cash, just awesome songs. In fact, <laughs> at one point, another song that came on that sort of was appropriate for the moment was Johnny Cash singing Hurt. <laughs> that first line, I hurt myself today and I'm laying there going, yeah, man, <laughs> me too. But, but seriously, like it, there were a few moments where the needle was hitting like directly on my spine and I just wanted to scream and I held it tight. And that moment is real, man. Iggy Pop, the passenger, came on. A guy who's been on Parts Unknown. A guy who's been in the soundtrack for Parts Unknown. Who was an influence on Bourdain and eventually a friend of Bourdain. Literally while I'm thinking about Bourdain. Weird moment, man. Um, but pretty cool. Okay, I'm here for a few more days. We'll see if I can get any more podcasts done from Kuching. I still don't know where I'm going after this. I don't. <laughs> I might have to extend my stay or, I don't know, figure something out. But um, the next time you hear from me, I might be in another city in Malaysia or I might be in another country. If you are able to support this podcast and would like to do so, you can do so on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the voyages of Tim Vetter. 
that's a subscription-based service where you can give 50 cents, $1, $5, and that will all go into me getting to new places and recording stories for you, the listener. If you don't have the financial means to do so, that's totally cool. There are important things that you could be putting your money towards, like uh, the relief efforts in, in Lombok. They just had another earthquake, like a 6.9. Yeah, send your money to them first. If you have a dollar left over, after you send them 100 and you want to send me one, that's cool. If you don't have the means to do so, you can help me out a lot by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on you know uh, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is that you use. Okay, this conversation is with Maximilian. You can find links to the tattoo shop and um, the Facebook and all that stuff in the show notes for this episode. Hope you like this one, folks. Yeah, cool. So I appreciate this, man. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. <laughs> uh, why don't we start maybe just like uh, with your name? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Aji. Aji. Yeah. And you, you work here in Kuching at, um, am I pronouncing it correctly, uh, Scrang? Yeah, yeah. Scrang Tattoo. Here. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the, the things that you guys specialize in is the, the hand tap tattoos. Yes, the hand tap tattoo. How long have you been tattooing and working? Like, I've been working for this shop like almost two years already. Two years? Yeah, um, yeah, for two years. Um, and this is boy's shop? Yeah, this is boy's shop. Yeah. He's run all the things and everything. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So I think that he uh, became kind of known because he was on uh, Anthony Bourdain's show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he yeah. gave him a hand tap tattoo mm-hmm. at, at the mm-hmm. Longhouse. On, on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the chest. Um, the chest of Anthony Bourdain. Do you remember hearing that news about when Bourdain passed? What? Uh, do, you, do you remember hearing that news about when Bourdain passed away recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know about the story. Uh, he, he passed away and in Paris, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, by hang, hang himself. Right? Yeah, yeah, awful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What was like? What was the feeling like here? We're, we're, uh... I, it's the worst feeling ever to know, when to know that he's passed away by suicide. But I don't think he's suicide. Yeah, you think I, something happened? Yeah, yeah. Something's like conspiracies things, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff on the internet about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> it's because the the girlfriend is. Like having like, got some problem with, like what I call with this guy named like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some a, American politics involved. Yeah. Yeah, I said. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Well, one of the things that's really interesting to me is he really embraces uh, different cultures. Yeah. Um, and these these tattoos that you guys do, the hand tap tattoos, they're Sarawak. Like they're they're from. It's Borneo. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I guess, you know, it, it's good that people come and get tattoos because you need to make money as the tattoo shop. Mm-hmm, yeah. But how do you feel about, like, so I'm here to get a tattoo today. Uh-huh. I'm, f- I'm from New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of uh, course, we've, we've, we feel, like, really, really proud with, with our, our tats that, like, everyone that came, like, they, they want our tattoo on their, on their body. It's yeah. like, like, initiation as, of, of their own journey, you know? Mm. That most of the tats that we do is all about journey. About journey of your life, you know. Wow, so that's that's really really a cool answer. Yeah. Because um, I think some people would say like, oh, well, that's that's taking from people's cultures, but but mm. you're you're proud of the culture here, yeah, and you're happy yeah, when yeah, people yeah, can yeah. get the tattoos. It, um, because uh, this tattoo culture for the for Dayak, you know, for the Dayak, 
uh, it means that when you have like what we all have on our shoulders, uh, it because when we journey get along the journey, we have to carry a lot of things, stuff before you know on our shoulders. It's like we carry the burden of the world, mm. and then uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get this set at the age of twelve. The age of twelve. Yeah. Wow. And then it's gonna start like growing, 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 and then you're gonna get like really full sets on your body. So it was every time you went out to um, to trade or to to go to war. Is that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 go to war. You do headhunt. That's before you know. Right. Like we're gonna widen our area, like the territory of our place for our and then for the peoples also so you are the when you are a man you are the guy the person that have to do it and then the, yeah and then the woman gonna stay at the long house and then while waiting for their for their man or their son to come back right and then when they come back they're gonna do like really big ceremony like ritual also like initiation for you to to become an adult right yeah Wow. So now, you know, things are things are changed. It's a little more modern, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, when would you get your first traditional tattoo? If you're not necessarily going out to expand land or to, to you know, to go uh, to uh, war. Because it's now it's in the modern day, you know, like, be, uh, if you, in the modern day, if you have tats when you're at the age, like, if you're still on the high school, like, everyone got to look at you like, oh, yeah. like this... <laughs> This dude do, doing something stupid on his body, you know. Like most of us nowadays, is like after we finish our high school, then we can get like tat tats on our oh, body. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, uh, at the age of eighteen. So is that when you got your first one? I'm not even eighteen. I'm still seventeen. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just and I got my first tats. Wow. <laughs> so you were still in high school. More or less. Ish, like, like that yeah, age, yeah. yeah. I'm still in a, Yeah, still in the high school. Maybe. Okay. And then, like what I told you just now, is keep on growing, 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 and growing. Right. Yeah, until what I have now. Wow. So do, do you still, like, do you live here in Kuching City, or do you live outside of the city? Uh, we live, like, if it's from the shop to our place, it's like 15 minutes of driving. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that far. But do you still have family then who live a little more traditionally in longhouses? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I only left like, yeah, my my grandma. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I also saw that uh, boy had gone to other countries. Like, is there demand from other countries for you guys to go and to bring you know Borneo culture and Borneo tattoos? Yeah, 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 to yeah, different yeah, people? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always asking, like they're always like invite inviting us to go to. To convention, lots of convention outside, like overseas, like to Europe, you know. Really? Yeah, and then they always asking us to do like, okay, can you do the traditional dance? Really? Yeah, and then, yeah, boy is gonna do that <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> do you know how to do the traditional dance? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I was born to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we got like invitation to do at a like you know, for the government. For the oh, government yeah, yeah. event, you know, that they're always calling, like, hey, can you guys perform traditional dance? It's not going to be long. It's going to be, like, two minutes dance. Like, okay. Then we got payment. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm really interested. Uh, I've been all over Southeast Asia. Um, and there's some aspects of, like, tourist culture that I don't like. Oh, yeah. So, like, in Thailand, you know, like, like Khao San Road, like, party, mm-hmm. party culture where tourists yeah. come in and, 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 you know, which is ns, ns music yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah, really yeah, about yeah, the yeah. culture. Here in Kuching, it seems like um, it's largely avoided a lot of that sort of, like, mm-hmm. party culture and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen, like tourism increasing here and do you see you know the culture changing at all mm-hmm. in the future maybe well we cannot see the future you know but as long as you can like preserve your own culture like try don't avoid everything you know you cannot avoid like things like really more modernized modern thing like party like clubs and everything you know like you just cannot avoid it. Yeah. You just cannot avoid it because things are things in the world are getting like really grow really fast, you know, like modern things, you know. Mm-hmm. And then things that we really worried about is about the culture, you know. Things is getting like extinct for the extinction. It's great. We seen a lot of things like like there's a lot of countries in this world. They have their own like, like tattoo tra- tradition. You know, yeah. most of it almost extinct. And this is what we try to to do. You know, we try to preserve. We want to preserve our culture, traditions, everything. You know, yeah, yeah. especially the tats because it's getting extinct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So do you do you see it? Then you, you said you, it's getting extinct. Do you see it like slowly fading away? Yeah. Yeah. But. If, if for the tats, you know, nowadays you got lots of teenagers now. They they love they, they love tats, but they want tattoo like a dragon. Like, yeah. Like really, really oriental things. Like when you have your own tats design. I see. Why don't you do it? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So we talked a little bit about culture. Besides tattoos, like, how would you describe to someone, like, what makes somebody from Borneo? Like, what characteristics... What characteristics? Like, describe the, the, the Borneo culture. I think your face. <laughs> 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 the looks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll it's like people from Borneo, you know, it's like... You can see, uh, that is from my pers- perspective, you know, you can see that guy is from Borneo. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. And, and then, yeah, some, some people gonna, if we like, we travel outside, you know, some people gonna think that, oh, I, are you a Maori? Oh, <laughs> because really? we Because yeah. we almost look alike, because we are, uh, we are island people. And the tattoos you know? are a bit similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A bit similar, some. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, the methods is like almost the same, also. Hmm. Is there something that separates someone from Borneo from somebody from like the the peninsula of Malaysia? Mm-hmm. Like, are there are there differences in the culture that are that are obvious between uh, M- Borneo Malaysians and like peninsular Malaysians, like from KL or something? Ah. <clears throat> okay, one thing you have to know: Sarawak is not a state. It's a country. Oh. Uh, you have to know that. 
And then... Explain that. What do you mean? It was before the, 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 the government from the, uh, from the, the, the Malaya, you know, the peninsula, they, they come, they want, because they want to, like, make a country, to help them to make a country, to be a Malaysia. So they need help from Sabah and Sarawak. Uh-huh. So then they can do, like, make a country. It's in the agreement of the MA63. So you have to know Sarawak and Sabah is a country. So what you're saying is, while technically it's all Malaysia, mm-hmm. this region sees itself as a separate political mm-hmm. identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Where you been to Peninsula? I've been to KL, yeah. Okay. When you enter this place, do you need passport? Uh, yes. Yeah, see? Ah, <laughs> even even the peninsula people that ca- that coming also need passport to enter Sarawak. You know what? That's funny because <laughs> I so you just answered a question for me because I was in um, I was in Brunei mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I went I had a, a layover in K, in KK uh-huh. in Kota Kinabalu yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I came here uh-huh. and at KK. And here, I had to get a separate stamp. And I yeah, was yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. to myself, well, why, why is that if it's all one country, but different political regions? It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, so one day, do you, for yourself, do you hope to have your own shop? Do you want to be a traveling tat- tattoo artist? I'm not sure about that, you know, because we, like I told you just now, we can really see about the future things, you know? Okay. If it meant to be, I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna be like this. If it means like I'm gonna own my own shop, just yeah, I'm gonna own my, my own shop. Yeah, we don't know. You know, very go with the flow. Yeah, <laughs> because I I just don't like to get my mind really messed up. Yeah, yeah. For the things, you know, I just follow the flow. Okay. We will see in the future. So I'm about to be tattooed. Um, yeah. I have two uh, sort of differently hand tapped type mm-hmm, of tattoos mm-hmm. already. Um, what can I expect in terms of pain here? Pain. How does it feel there? Well, not. It, I mean, it wasn't awful, but okay. yeah, you feel a little bit mm-hmm. of pain. Actually, hand tap is more, more relaxing. Really? Yeah, more relaxing. Because it's kind of like a rhythm to it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta listen like tak 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 You just have to just sit back, relax and enjoy the pain. Have you ever had anybody like kind of freak out? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no. 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 Most of them like really excited, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I thought it's going to be really painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you have quite a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any that you have that has uh, a certain special meaning to you? Mine is like, Meaning, you know? Yeah. Oh, the best test I ever had is this. Let's see. Okay. So, <laughs> this. Ah, uh, daddy and what? Mommy. And mommy. Okay. <laughs> so your parents. That's the best test that I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we talked about how traditionally yeah. it would be men uh, who were in who were headhunters or warriors or mm-hmm. traders. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a lot of women also get? 
tattoos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The woman gonna get tattooed like on 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 their arms, like a bracelet type of tats. Ah. Oh. Yeah. It it means that they are really good at weave do weaving. Oh, I see. Yeah, and really good do the household things. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's the only tattoo for the woman. I see. Yeah. So I went to the Sarawak uh, museum the other day, <clears throat> and I did notice that there's there's a lot on basket weaving and using. Uh, bamboo to create things. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so that's, it's a little bit of a symbol of status, right? Like yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the status, the caste. Like, oh, your caste. Yeah, like uh, upper class. Yeah. Middle class, lower class. Really? Yeah. So is it more tattoos shows your upper, upper class? Or more, type? more tattoos you have, more, more, more warrior you are, the more, the, this means you are the leader. Ah, yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so your your folks, your parents. Ah, yeah. Do right. they have a lot of tattoos? No. No, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> How come? No, they just like they don't want to be to get tattoo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So like um, it's only in my family. It's only like I have four four of us, and only me. Me, my brother, and my sister. Only three of us. My other brothers don't have any tats. Really? Yeah. Um, so did, I'm curious about this. Uh, it's different now in America because I think tattoo culture is very popular. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But even still, um, in certain types of work or business, yeah. uh, it could be looked down upon, especially like if, if your hands or your face or your throat are tattooed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the same here? Are there people in like business positions or, or teachers or things like that that have a lot of traditional tattoos? Oh, yeah. way before it's like more than like like ten years ago. If you have tattoo, like lots of tats, people's gonna look you like, oh, this is a gangster. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nowadays the tattoo things is really become becoming really famous, you know. So. Like us, ourselves, you know, if we have a lot of tests, they know who we are. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Mm. Is, there like, is there like gangster culture here? Like gangs and things like that? In certain parts, yes. Yeah. Yeah, in certain parts, yes. But nowadays, it's not much of them anymore, you know? It's like most of the, like, they already quit doing something bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then they, they just go like doing proper job, proper work. If, if you were, if, if somebody told you, hey, I'm coming to Kuching, right? Mm -hmm. So like me, like I'm from New York. Yeah. Like what would you recommend that somebody do while they're here in Kuching? Like what are some, some must do things while they visit? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I'm not really sure about that. No. <laughs> yeah. The parks or anything, or uh, there's a lot of parks here. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, what what do you like to do? Uh, so so really, this is my favorite thing. Uh. Um, I like to sit down with people, mm -hmm. learn about them, mm -hmm. go have a beer with them, uh -huh. uh, get a meal with them. Yeah. Um, the other day we we went to a longhouse. Ah, oh, yeah. Where? Uh, so, what's the main place people go? Uh, it's like AR, like Ammon Race or Ammon AR. 
I forget what it's called, but okay, but, okay, okay. but luckily we found a cool guy. I found a cool guy in town who said oh. I only take two people because I don't oh. want big groups. Okay. So I said that's perfect. Okay. And he took us to a house and he said this this woman only cooks for me and my guest. Oh. So we went to the house and they made this this feast. Oh yeah. And then they broke out an old Jack Daniels bottle mm-hmm. full of uh, Tuac, I guess, oh, the, yeah. the rice yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah. And we polished off the whole bottle. <laughs> so just like sitting with them, learning about culture. Yeah. That's my favorite thing, man. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. AR, Anaraiz? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we, yeah, we went to that place yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have friends there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, I think you know the guy that played the traditional things with the white hair. The music, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you know him? Yeah, of course, our friend. Oh, very cool. <laughs> Baikas, Mr. Baikas. Yeah, he's real cool. Yeah. yeah. So you were drinking with him? Yeah. Cool. Yesterday. And then we like finish at like at night. Yeah. And then we drive back to Kuching. <laughs> Damn. Uh, have you have you ever made rice wine yourself? Have you ever or like Me my, myself? Yeah. No, I never made it myself. No. I, I just like asking like my grandma to do it. Oh. Or I just bought it from someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y- you guys sell it here, no? Ah, uh, it's finished already. Oh, it's finished. Yeah, it's finished. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. listen, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's time to maybe get tattooed. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to wash my face. I am sweating <laughs> back here. Um, but this was really cool to, to learn about this stuff. So thanks so much. Yeah, welcome, man. And we'll, uh, in the show notes, we'll link to the website and the, the like Facebook and all that stuff, too. Okay. Cool. Thanks, brother. Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Thank you to Max. Thank you to Boy, the staff at Scrang Tattoo. Thank you to you listeners. Remember to check out the Patreon if you can. You can follow me on Instagram at Instagram.com. Obviously, right? Instagram.com with the handle, the Voyages of Tim V. You can email me at the Voyages of Tim Vetter. And uh, yep, that's it. All right, folks, until next time, take care of each other and peace.